Hi everybody, I hope you're doing well, and thanks for tuning in to this podcast. Our theme for this week is what I call the Inner Committee. The Inner Committee are those voices and energies inside of us that seek to influence our choices. I think we've all experienced the push and pull of these different voices. It's like when we're trying to do our work and something inside says, Hey, what was Reggie Jackson's batting average in his last year with the Yankees? And then another voice says, no, stay focused, keep doing your work. And the other voice says, oh, it's okay, just take a few minutes and go look it up. The next thing you know, 45 minutes later, we're down some internet rabbit hole. So we've experienced this when we've been pushed around by these, these different voices. Now, the ego is the chair of the committee, but it has to deal with the other members. Sometimes committee members hijack the meeting and take control. I feel if we can begin to identify the members of this committee, we know their voices, we can choose as to whether or not we're going to listen to them and act on what they're trying to influence us to do. We've all experienced the committee when, for example, we've had an emotional outburst or we make a decision that leaves us saying, I don't know what got into me. Where did that come from? I feel like I'm beside myself. So it's like something else takes over. Second, neither the ego nor the committee members are the owner of the company. I think this is helpful to keep in mind. Ultimately, the soul, the image and likeness of God in us, is the boss. Our ego is making choices on behalf of the soul. Now, of course, the ego doesn't always do that perfectly or totally in line with the values of the soul. As we mature and grow, we want to move to a place where we're more in harmony with the desires and the values of that deeper self, that image and likeness of God in us. And we want to learn to hear its voice. Here's the thing. It's not always the loudest voice, and it can be drowned out by the others. So it takes time and patience for us to begin to learn how to hear it and to discern this true voice. Let's talk about some prominent members of the committee and what their voices sound like and what they say. First, we have the liar. This is a shaming voice. It's a voice that says, no matter what you do, it will never be good enough. It can also say, you're not worthy. You're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of being a part of something that you really want to be a part of. You're not, you're not, you're not worthy of whatever it might be. Once again, the liar is a shaming voice. Second, we have the saboteur. This is a voice that pops up when we are about to do something that will be for our growth or the growth of another. And it says, oh, that will never work, so don't even try. This is a voice that wants us to stay stuck where we are, so it will try to sabotage things that we are planning or trying to do that will take us to a deeper, more mature place. Third, we have the eternal little boy or eternal little girl. Psychologists call this the puer or the puella, symbolized in literature by Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. This is a voice that says, I won't grow up. I won't go through the necessary suffering that I have to that will cause me to grow up. I'm just going to stay a child forever. And I think we all struggle with this in some sense. There's parts of us that don't want to grow up and really resist growing up. And we can see the dark side of this. Uh, I'm sure we all have people in our lives who seem like they're perpetual teenagers. They're never able to get 
beyond that and really take responsibility for themselves, their choices, their lives, and really finally grow up. Number four, we have the inner Nazi. This is a voice that is terrorizing, torturing, oppressive, and perfectionist. It's a voice that says you cannot make a mistake. You have to execute perfectly. If you make a mistake, you'll die. The inner Nazi has murderous rage at, at those, uh, including ourselves, who don't measure up to the ideal that it, ha- it, that it has created. It attacks others because they're imperfect, and it wants them to be other than who they are. The inner Nazi is all of our capacity for violence and evil. Now we have to be careful. We want to say, this is not a part of me. Oh, I'm not like that. We all have this energy inside of us. It doesn't mean that we act on it, but we have to understand that the capacity is there. The inner Nazi is there, and it has to be acknowledged. Because if we deny it, then it goes, the energy will go dark, and it will find a way out of us that might be beyond our conscious control. And we have seen how that can be very dangerous. We've seen in history what that can cause. Number five, we have the secretary. This is the voice that wants to say yes to everything. It doesn't want to let any, anybody down, so it overcommits us. It says yes to everything. All right, number six, we have the wise elder. This is a voice that has learned from experience and tries to teach us based on our past. It says, I think we've been through something like this before. Now, what can we learn? Let's not make the same mistake again. Number seven, we have the hero. This is the voice that wants to positively battle for the good. It wants to make changes in the world. It has certainly its light side. It has its good qualities. We have to be careful of its shadow side because it can tip into the Nazi. It can become the oppressive perfectionist. Number eight, we have the comic or the trickster. This is the voice that sees humor in things and tries to loosen up. It also brings humility and can sometimes make a fool out of us. So this is the energy that is at work when you send an email to somebody and you meant to send it to a different person or you send it to a group when it was only meant for one person and it was not something that you wanted the whole group to hear. Or you send a text message uh, to the wrong person that's, that's going to make you look foolish and will be embarrassing. In the old days when people had flip phones, uh, sometimes if you sat on the phone the wrong way, it would dial and then somebody would hear your conversation and you had no idea that they were listening. So that's, that's the energy at work there. We call that the trickster. It keeps us humble. Nine, number nine, we have what we call the good boy. This is the one who does not want to disappoint anyone, which ultimately causes it to disappoint itself because it tips into a perfectionism. That's its dark side, the perfectionism. Another aspect of the good boy is what we call the loyal soldier. This is a part of us that has a fear of spontaneity and freedom. The loyal soldier gets activated usually in childhood when we do something that is, uh, is spontaneous and creative and somebody shuts it down. So for example, when a child is dancing and an adult says, oh, you look so ridiculous, stop that dancing. 
Now a loyal soldier comes along and says to the child, now don't you ever dance again because you'll be criticized for it and we don't want that to happen. And people can carry that well into adulthood. And at some point we have to say to the loyal soldier, thank you for defending me when I was a child, but the war is over now. You see, that loyal soldier, if it keeps going, it will shut down creativity and spontaneity well beyond the time that it needs to. So that's one that we want to be aware of, the loyal soldier. He's, he's in there with, with the good boy or the good girl. And number 10, we have the mystery boy or the mystery girl. This is the one that we, we don't know at all. It's the lost child inside who is hurting, who is invisible. It's not heard from, but it's there. It makes itself known when we feel emotionally stuck, like we can't get over something. We're saying, why? Why am I holding on to this? What's going on? Or when we need to make a decision, but it just seems like we lose energy. It's like something missing that we've never discovered. Okay, so once again, that's, that's the lost girl, or I'm sorry, that's the mystery girl or the mystery boy. A part of us is there that, that we don't even know yet. All right, a couple of insights. We want to ask, which of these voices is leading us to truth? Does this voice move me toward greater freedom, acceptance of myself and reality, toward self-forgiveness and compassion for others, or does it take away energy? All right, so those are the ones, that, that's a part of our discernment process. We listen, which is leading me to truth, which is taking me away from it. Insight number two, these voices might also be coming from the outside. So our culture, voices from our family, or perhaps the persona that we've created for ourselves can also serve this function, taking us away from our true self. Now, here's an example. When I taught uh, in the inner city high school, uh, this is years ago at St. Agnes High School, which is actually closed now. There were a number of kids who came from tough families and tough neighborhoods. Part of their persona was the tough guy from the street. And it was not a part of that persona to work hard at, and do well in school. Now, these kids had the ability. They could do it. But there were voices on the inside and the outside saying, Hey, what are you doing? We're not like that. We don't get good grades. They were actually sabotaging themselves. And it would take some work to try to break through to them saying, you need the persona in your neighborhood, but you don't need it here. We had a big sign in the lobby of the school that said, the street stops here and community begins. Meaning you can be yourself and you're with people who are going to support you in being your best true self. So once again, the voices might be coming from the outside, from our culture, family, wherever. So we want to be aware of that. Insight number three. The loudest voice is not always the deepest or truest voice. The most aggressive voice might be one that is conditioned, familiar, but very limited. And we have to make a decision not to remain stuck with that voice. Just because it's the loudest doesn't mean it's the voice of God. That's the one that we have to listen for. We say, which is the voice that is leading us to, again, truth, freedom, light, openness toward the world, 
ourselves and others, healing and wholeness. That's the one that we want to discern and listen to and surrender to. We have to make a choice to embrace that voice and move away from these other ones that, that might be loud and they might be prominent, but they're depleting us. We listen for that voice of truth. All right, thank you for listening. And with that, let's go into a few moments of meditation. <laughs> 